Hey, Brandon, it's me, Lauren Lester, the voice of Robin and Nightwing. And uh, yeah, um, Batman, the animated series um, was just, you know, Andrea Romano, uh, our director and, and, and who cast it, she, she found, you know, Kevin Conroy. Uh, she found me, you know, and brought us all together. And then, you know, this incredible magic happened. There was such a great working relationship with uh, Kevin and, and, and I, of course, but also with, with, you know, Mark Hamill and, and, and Paul Williams and Adrian Barbeau and Diane Pershing and Ephraim Zimbalist, you know, all, all these incredible people that she brought together. And just, we, we, we really, uh, as a team, you know, work together in an, in an incredible way. And, uh, I mean, it's at this point, unfortunately, with Kevin gone, it's never to be repeated. But, um, you know, we have the legacy of, of all of those things that uh, that we did together. And people say, you know, Kevin is the iconic Batman and, and they call me the iconic Robin and Nightwing. So it's a great honor. It's a great honor to have been to have been part of it. And uh, anyway, thank you. Thank you for, uh, you know, being a fan all these years. I appreciate it. Thanks, Brandon. You're listening to Almost Got Him, a Batman the Animated Series podcast. And now, your hosts, Brandon and Jimmy. I'm Brandon. Uh, hello, I'm Jimmy. And we are here for yet another episode of Almost Got Him, a podcast about Batman the Animated Series. Jimmy, it's been a long time since we saw each other last. We and, just did this. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> we, did we just recorded one like 20 minutes ago. But we are back, and I'm glad that you are back as well, because we are going to do a watch-along of episode 31 of Batman the Animated Series, entitled Dreams in Darkness. Jimmy, did you do you remember th this episode before you watched it? No. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't remember. So, I was, I was talking to him about this earlier. I, don't rem I didn't remember this episode at all. Even after I watched it, I didn't really remember this episode all that much. Um, but it's, it's, it's an interesting one. I'll and tell I, you that much. I think I saw that this was Bruce Timm's favorite or one of his favorites. Really? I, I feel mean, like I, can, I read that I somewhere. Can, I could see that. It, there's a lot of good stuff in this there episode. There is. This episode aired on November 3rd, 1992. Uh going to go over some quick bat, fat, bat facts before we go over the and watch the episode itself. Uh, Richard Dysart voices Dr. Bartholomew. The character appears in Dark Knight Returns as Dr. Bartholomew Walper, which I did not realize there was a Dark Knight Returns connection there. So that, I think that's pretty cool. He, I don't think he's a big character in the comics, mm -hmm. but still, it's a cool little uh, Easter egg, if you will. Dysart is known for his roles in The Thing, Wall Street, and La Law, as you like to call it. <laughs> I uh, love that you always bring that back. I, I know what I'm doing. Every Thursday, I watch La Law. <laughs> it, it just Girl. sticks with me now. A lot, uh, of a lot of actors from this were on The Law. Yeah, they really were. He passed away in uh, 2015 at the age of 86, so he, was, he was, had a pretty good run. Uh, also, Takeo Fisher plays Dr. Wu. Uh, uh, Takeo Fisher is a character actress from uh, Moneyball and Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. Oh. And uh, this story was based on uh, a comic story called The Last Arkham. And that particular story actually introduced the character of Mr. Zazie. Do you know much about Mr. Zazie? 
I know Zazie Beetz. Wasn't that like Domino from <laughs> yes, Deadpool too? Yes, it was. <laughs> but did, did you know anything about Doctor uh, Mister? Is it like Mister Zaz or Mister Zaz? Zaz sounds like it's a like, Batman thing or something I've heard uh, before. Z S A S C. He's the guy that cuts himself a lot. Uh, he's a very dark character. I understand. I feel like I've heard that name or seen that name. Somewhere. Yeah, he uh, he's shown up in Gotham. Hey, so this is Jimmy. Uh, I'm doing the edit, and we're talking about uh, Victor Zaz or Mr. Zaz or whatever. Uh, and we don't even mention, right in front of us as we record is a Birds of Prey poster. Uh, and the actor who plays uh, Victor Zaz in that movie is staring at us the entire time. So as I was editing this, I was like, that's really goofy of us. Uh, and I'm such a fan of Birds of Prey. So I had to cut this in. Uh, real quick. So here we go. Back to the, your regularly scheduled podcast. A lot of people, a lot of, he has kind of like this cult following. He's not like a big powerful villain. He's just this kind of really skinny psychopath, mm-hmm. which like I said, every time he kills somebody, I think he like, he like, uh, takes something sharp and he cuts, uh, cuts into himself again. Very, very weird character. That's but, dark. But it's, it's a character that, we will not see I'm Batman the Animated Series, I'm pretty sure, because he is very, very, very dark. Imagine a character like that in Batman uh, 66, by the way. Oh, my God. And finally, uh, we're going to see the Joker a little bit later, and he's mm-hmm. not voiced by Mark Hamill. I actually saw that. I saw that little weird fact. Yeah, he's actually, uh, Lauren Lester actually filled in for this episode because I guess they didn't want to pay Mark Hamill for this one. I don't know, but, um, well, it's, it's during like a nightmare or hallucination kind of gives it a weird feel to it. So I think it's kind of cool that they did that. Yeah. But let's go ahead and put in dreams and darkness. It's episode 31 on HBO max, or if by the time this comes out, it's max, uh, we're going to watch the DVD, which, uh, episode is it on DVD? Don't know. Don't know. (laughs) One of them. Episode 28 or something like (laughs) that. I saw it earlier. But yeah, we're going to watch uh, do a watch along of Dreams in Darkness. And we are starting right now Present. and play and there's the WB logo. And those beautiful eyes are popping out right now and we are going down to Gotham City. There's not enough blimps in these episodes if you ask me. No, we saw one recently, didn't we? See a, I don't a, know if it, a, a was it recently. I, I know I I know it was in the Man Bad episode, and I know there was one I believe in the, like a, the first Scarecrow episode. It was a couple maybe? episodes ago. There was a whole thing that happened in, in the in a dirigible. Man, that, towards that, the end when that Batmobile is driving in this opening sequence, it just looks so amazing. Yeah, there's some really cool Batmobile stuff in this, like where it's all skidding all over the oh, road yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Like that's cool stuff. Yeah, like I said, I did not remember this episode at all. Uh, I even rewatched the series before we started uh, the podcast, and I don't even remember watching it then. Uh, but this is one I thought I would remember, because actually, uh, spoiler, I really enjoy this episode. It's one of our, one of the more serious episodes, if you will. But it, it really, it works, it works. And this, uh, there's the uh, title card, Dreams in Darkness. It's written by Judith Judith and Garfield Reeve Stevens and directed by Dixie Bast. Oh, our old friend Dixie Bast. Best name in the business times. right there. And we open on a shot of Arkham Asylum. So uh, right now the doctors are walking around and we're going to see Arkham's newest patient. Do you like these type of stories where like the hero is committed? Uh, I like starting... With Batman in a straight jacket. I love that visual. Because you're like, whoa? The animation in this episode is yeah. top notch. 
And I, I love that this this episode starts in medias res, where mm-hmm. we don't know what happened before. Where you, yeah, they just we, throw you into it. And I like it's that. the yeah. I get. I, I bet you're wondering how we got here type moment. Yeah, I was worried about that at first. I was like, oh, I think it's handled well because narration. That means which we set, don't, we don't have a lot of narration. Yeah, in these it, it did kind of. This, I was like, this is interesting, but it could mean that like they had to do a rewrite and they started halfway and they had to put in a voiceover. Sometimes that's what that means. But this yeah. this is very much feels like it's built into the it's narrative. Very, oh, it's definitely yeah. creative. Very yeah. creative. And I think it's a really good choice. And uh, what is it? I believe this is the only episode written by this married couple, the Garfields. Um, but yeah, this is a very different episode stylistically than most. And this is not one that I can see a seven-year-old me like really being interested in because it's a very cerebral it's i think it's it's this episode i think hits a lot better for us older folks and the kids mm-hmm. you're right this is the second time we've seen batman there was a joker episode where he wears a uh, straight jacket oh there is i think he has to get out of a straight jacket or something oh okay yeah yeah that, that was like a trap i think right? he had a much easier time and i like he passes the sign that says pump, pump station, station. <laughs> I really wanted to, if we had done a, if I did a synopsis for this episode, I would have had a lot of fun with the pump station. <laughs> so what is on this guy's arm, by the way? So we are, Oh, it's neat. It's yeah, it, neat. It's, it, it, so explain this to the viewers, what we're seeing right now. Uh, we've got some guys in, no, they're not really like mech suits, but they're in these kind of jumpsuits uh, with like a, a visor and like a, is it like a welding torch? Yeah, it's, a, it's like a welding. But one hand is, a, one hand is like a saw, like a buzz saw, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feels very what, uh, what not death proof, but planet terror to me. Yeah, it, 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 Rodriguez would come up with yeah. something like this, and I like the the clock. I was thing. about to say the clock. It's like a manual looking clock. Yeah, right? like yeah, a it's very specific. That one would look like that, and the one later we see. Yeah, this is really kind of this, this fight is fun with the with his uh, like weapon arm. I feel like Batman should have been able to take him out a little bit easier, but I still dig the action here. We have a lot of. Uh, dramatic here. That's a cool angle of Batman pushing it away. And what what did what what mist just hit him? Do you think it's like liquid nitrogen or? Uh, it's, it's like a fart. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's the guy a sewer went down from a fart. <laughs> it's a sewer gas spray. I don't know. I always like how it's so easy for him to turn these bombs off in this episode. By the way, they just flick it. And he's what is he pulling on here? Exactly. He's, you know what he's oh, pulling on. Oh, there we go. We're at the pump station. <laughs> at the pump station, so you know what he's pulling on. And now we're seeing like a red mist. It's cool that it's a red mist. That was a nice choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does it mean anything, I don't think. I don't think it means anything. Yeah. It's just like, okay, we got to take this guy out somehow. Oh, he's alive because we felt well, his little yes, jugular. Yes, yes. yes. Batman does not kill. Right? He did it in the 40s, but he does not now. Now he just has a pile of junk there that he's doing tests on. Yes. So, oh, he's he's uh that's what the red smoke is. It's uh it's a uh, that the fear toxin. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And, ba- and Batman gets really sad about seeing Joker there. Instead, I'm glad he didn't punch Alfred on accident because that seems like Batman would uh, see Joker and punch first and ask questions later. Once again, no sassy Alfred. <laughs> You punched me, Master. <laughs> Master Bruce. Master Bruce punched me. Someone stole a huge water uh, thing. So, so. The, the, okay, what? elephant in the room here because we've got we go. we've got scarecrow and we've got a fear toxin in the water. 
Sounds like something I've seen before. Doesn't that sound like something you've seen before? I think I've seen it in a 2005 Batman movie called Batman Begins. That's right. Do you think they that wasn't? Do you think I don't think a, that was. I don't think it was. There's been a lot of like big uh, stories where the water's contaminated. Of course, Joker. Yeah. Remember Joker fish in sixty in sixty six. He tried yeah, to contaminate like the water yeah. too. I think it's just kind of a common like trope. Sometimes it's like a slot machine with mm-hmm. which villain does this and what, yeah. and it's like sometimes they've done the same things. So. Like it's it's superhero Mad Libs. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, enter blank here. Scarecrow poisons the water. <laughs> There's Doctor Wu, and Batman needs to have his blood checked, which is not a good idea in my opinion. I need you to check my blood, Doctor Wu. So. Why is this a bad re- thing to do for Batman? Batman just gave that woman his DNA. That's true. I never did think of that. And with DNA, you can identify a person. So she could easily figure out that Bruce Wayne is Batman if she just holds onto the blood and checks some stuff out. Luckily, Dr. Wu is very virtuous. She's a good woman. And she's not going to do anything. But you never know. Something could get in the wrong hands. Could have been a fun follow-up episode down the line. Batman it, just stole the endo without asking any questions he didn't, about he side effects. Vanish into the night. Like, like does he know to take it orally? Maybe or, it needed to be refrigerated. <laughs> like, there's an episode of the Honeymooners where, like, uh, where Ralph has a, a toothache and like he takes it, but he doesn't. He doesn't stay long enough yeah, to realize yeah. you have to keep a refrigerator. It doesn't work. Yeah. Oh, he just hit Robin. Oh no. Oh no. What's happening? Oh my god. Oh, I like no. all this. Like, look at this. This the, look the at that Batmobile. Batmobile animation here is great. Yeah, it's great. Slide. All the animation in this episode is just. I, I mentioned it later. I, it's one, one of my favorite animation. Bravado. Episodes. It's bravado animation. It's very great. And here, who's running? Oh, so, so he crashed right by Arkham Asylum? Conveniently, that, yes, he did. Okay, that's, I didn't notice that last time. That's kind of silly. <laughs> well, they needed to get him there, yeah. you know. And, speak, and speaking of silly, this is... We're about to get something really silly here in a minute. Which I bring up also later. So Batman is being brought to, I'm assuming, the 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 man in charge at Arkham Asylum. Mm-hmm. And the orderly's about to take his mask off. And the doctor says, no, you cannot do that. He might go into a catatonic state, a state because the mask is grafted into his psychosis or something like that. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? Well, um... <laughs> uh... I know you're going to say that that doesn't make, but really, it's like at least they said that because you're. Oh, oh I don't hate it at all. But okay. I just think it's very. I actually think it's fun because it is ridiculous. But I was just wondering what you thought about it. Well, because you always think, why don't they take his mask off? Yeah. And if you had thought that, like, oh, that, oh, but he had a reason. His reason is is dog. Shit, but yeah. like, at least someone said that, and then he shot it down. So I actually respect him for, and I kind of respect this guy. I know he's being played as kind of a kind of a, a, dut, a dunce, but like yeah, yeah. at least he was like, nah, I don't. Uh, He's just, yeah. he's just doing his job. Yeah, he's just doing his job. Exactly, he's all right. He wants he's to, all right. He wants to help. He's and he's he's not Jeremiah Arkham, which is a, a, a good. I'm glad they didn't have him be Arkham himself. But I, I absolutely love that Batman's still in costume while he's in the straitjacket. Of course, <laughs> there there should be a figure of that. Although I'm sure no one wants to play with a figure without arms, but. Um, I think there is a Batman in straight jacket. I know. I know. Be a statue, I would think. That'd I think there is a, a Two Face that came with a straight jacket. Um, oh, that's fun. Like just slipped it on him. I think no. I may have had it. It brings up the Joker, Two Face, and Poison Ivy right there. That kind of sets up some stuff for later. 
He also says Jack Napier, does he not? Yeah, this is the yeah. only time in the uh, history of the show that well, I thought they he, say Jack I Napier. I thought he's maybe said it before. I thought it was said in something else we watched. Maybe. They said a lot of this is the only time they Okay, they I thought I read a different Well, Of course, uh, I don't of know course Joker's had different names over the years, too. Now he's like Arthur Fleck, yeah. order from that Joaquin uh, Phoenix movie or whatever. Oh, it's Scarecrow, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> but no, wait a minute. We don't know. He's behind, he's hiding in the darkness right now. And the doctor just said he saw Scarecrow earlier that there day. There he is. Well, he's not in his jail cell. But look, Is this his jail cell? That does not look like a jail cell. That's a pretty that spacious like a, jail cell. Looks like somebody's working with like a, like a big truck there. How does this work? Does he go back to his jail cell after he's done doing this? How I, does this work? I don't think they ever explained that on here. They didn't. It feels weird now that I'm sitting here Because he even it. said, it's just like, oh, I saw him earlier today. Is it, does he, is it like when Luke, Lex Luthor escapes and he has like oh, a... Oh, God, I hated that. Like, uh, like a... Like a, like a lookalike. Like, like a hologram yeah. or something? Like, how does Well, he had work? like a crazy person. Uh, well, that's one of them. But in Superman 2, he, oh, has, Superman 2, he yeah. has like a hologram of him and Otis playing Snyder chess. Stuff. Oh, yeah. They yeah. did a thing there, too. But that doesn't make sense to me. Now we got to talk about this scene, as he is, as you said earlier, off uh, off the podcast. I think he's rolling a little bit. Here. Yeah, he's rolling <laughs> on the molly. He is hallucinating big time. Now the uh, the straight jacket's off, and he's walking into Crime Alley. Oh no, what's going to happen here, Jimmy? Nah, I think I've seen that before in fifty thousand other films. But I will say, I absolutely love how they do it on here. One of the few times. Oh, there's Thomas and Martha Wayne. Martha. And they're going into the alley, and Batman cannot. <laughs> he is, he's running in place. He's kind of starting to run in place. In place. It's, uh, I love this animation here. Yeah. Everything's kind of closing in and on Batman. And we see how that could walk into a tunnel, but it's going to turn into But my gun. favorite part of the episode is coming up right here. A big, yes, a big-ass gun. With blood pouring out yeah. of it in a ch- children's cartoon. And there's big cocking back and pull that trigger, Joe Chill. I just love, I love how that's done. That's pretty awesome. I, it's really good. Like that, that is, that's, that's, that shouldn't be on a kid's cartoon, but man, I think it's it's fantastic. I feel like there was some note I read that uh, Bruce Tim had troubles with it, and then maybe they added the fire to may help. Maybe it's lava or something. Maybe there's a way that they got past like the it. blood, which is what I was kind of like. How did they do that? It, yeah, with the blood. Yeah. Have they had to get, get away with it? You mean? Yeah, yeah. I think they just rationalized that it was something else. I don't know. But also, I do know they said that after quite a few episodes had come out, like the uh, standards and practices were a little bit easier on them because they showed, you know. So I guess the yeah. show is good, you know. But there is a lot. I mean, even Batman and Stray Jacket is just kind of like, kind of an image that's like, oh, I don't know if we should do this. Yeah. There's a lot of that kind of stuff in this. And now we're talking about the uh, the water reservoir under Arkham. So yeah, maybe Scarecrow's going, like, maybe he has like a Shawshank Redemption type deal where he has like a whole... This I feel is, like we it, need to see... Yeah, I feel like we needed to see a little bit more of that. I like this thing here because normally, like, because the doctor now knows that Scarecrow is not in his, like they didn't like belabor that. Yeah, like yeah. the Batman was just crazy the whole time. Like they still think he's a little nutty, but like well, at, is, uh, at least they somewhat suspect Scarecrow. It's a there's not they're not complete morons. Yeah, and he is nutty right now because he's got those toxins. That's him. true. He needs the antidote, but problem is if you take the antidote, he has to sleep for two days. Mm-hmm. And the reason he didn't take it is because well, by the end of two days, the water's going to be poisoned. This is like crank. Somebody poisoned the water hole. 
<laughs> There's a snake in my There's boots. There's a snake in my boot. Why are they making that Toy Story 5? Okay, we're digressing. You know why they're making it. They gotta make that money. And what do you think of his little uh, clock there with the uh, Grim Reaper on it? Oh, I love it. I love that he has that. I wonder where he bought that at. So at, what is the... At the Rogues Galleria. Where are they about to put in them, you think, there? Like a sedative, I guess? Yeah, they're gonna knock them out. And now Batman starts kicking ass with uh, with just his feet, which is pretty cool. He just walks past the doctor. He's like, well, the doctor's like, this. I ain't going to restrain Batman. But I will do this alarm, which I happen to have a remote for. I those little darts had a little fuzzy thing at the end of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we show those little fuzzy thing on those tranquilizer darts. We have more guns. A lot of guns in these last two episodes that we've watched today. I need guns. And Batman is about to be shot, but there's the dart. Toxic it's okay, dart. it's just a dart. <laughs> a toxic dart. Yeah, oh, there looks like there's an axe missing. That's a nice way to establish that. Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. look at him. She's shaking his little <laughs> little bat tush there. Shaking his hindquarters. Yeah. His bat hindquarters, if you will. How did he grab the axe? Um, He's bat... Maybe he like grabbed it with, with his like, feet. Hit it with his feet, or maybe his head. I don't. That is a good question. And now he's Batman has taken the cop. He wants to find where the water reservoir is. Reservoir. What is in his hand there? A big pipe. A big pipe for the for the pump station. That's the bat pipe. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna and, lay some pipe down there in the basement. And there's the. Yeah, the, all the stairs to go down to the water place. Why would they put have the entire like water thing under Arkham Asylum? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. We're not supposed to ask that kind of question. Uh oh, he's scared of rats. Turns into a Joker rat. This is where we have some more great hallucinations. So first up, who do we have? We have the Joker, but it doesn't sound like the Joker because it's not Mark Hamill. Lauren Lester, the voice of Robin, has taken over here. And there comes Penguin. Overly large Penguin there. with. And they work in the different scores, like different music they cues do, don't for they? All, the, yeah. all the characters. Like Penguins definitely went off there. And now that yeah, that's is horrifying. Pretty, it is pretty horrifying. Two-Face head just exploded from the inside of uh penguin and now he's i thought he was going to turn to clayface that would he melts cool. right here turns into his, old, he turns his, into old, his flame. old flame which what do you think of oh that one this, this. one shot i love this shot this. i had to, actually watching it we wound it because i was like her explain the shot to the listeners right now uh well right now her little vines have attached to batman uh, and he, she's wiggling all over the place, but she's about to like, there's this shot, of course, her buddies are here. Yeah, Alfred here comes Robin and, and Robin. Alfred. Um, but she unleashes something and it's like, whoa. Yeah, it's, it's very crazy. like, not very, I mean, it's, it's like she's part Right there, right there. Oh, yeah, it's nice. Oh. And now he's falling again. He, Batman falls a lot on this show, I've, I've noticed. Why do we fall, Must Bruce? <laughs> there we go. 
good Italian. A lot of this stuff where you go into blackness, like there's a shot where the we go into the bat symbol. Was that in this episode or the last one? It's, that one was probably. the uh, Hugo Strange one, I think. Oh, no, I think I thought there was one in this too. Where we, might, we, he's walking toward us and we go into the symbol. Oh, that, yeah, that. Because we just did that with the mouth. I think of, that's coming up. Yeah, I think it's coming up, yeah. I think it's right here. Yeah. yeah right oh, that's, it that's cool. There we just did it back to back. I like. I love that kind of stuff. Well, that, that was an act break, was it? I think that was the end of the second act. Okay. Because we have to have the showdown. He has to save Gotham's water supply. Who is that guy? The, the I, I didn't see him in the credits. The uh, uh, I don't know. He had a clock. Henchman. He had a clock king way about him. A little bit, a little bit. I guess because there's a big clock there too, so my brain puts we, those things together. Do we get any more clock king at all? Uh, I don't know. I think there might just be the one. I kind of just want there to be the one because that one was so cool. I mean, I get it if it's just one, but I really like that character. I feel like there might be one later on, maybe. Maybe. Once you get past like season two, I don't really remember much. Mm -hmm. Season one, season one, and and the beginning of two has all the classics, for the most part. Batman knows what each lever does, even though they're not labeled or anything. I just want to say how much I love this redesign of Scarecrow. We've seen him redesigned before. It's way better uh, than that original. Design. Yeah, I just I love. I want to always do the mouth. Like I just want to like skew my mouth like that. Like the way his mouth is, the way it does there. Um, I I wonder uh, why did they go with that original design if they're just going to change it? I mean, maybe they just were like, we don't like this, and they just decided to to amend it. And Batman used in his bat whistle there, which I thought was very weird, <laughs> but it stunned everybody. He whistled into like a microphone. And now Scarecrow wants to fight, but Scarecrow's not really a fighter. No. He's more of a let's let my drugs do the fighting for me. And now he's in flight mode. But the problem is Batman is still tripping balls. So he has to find a way to stop him, save the water, but all doing it while under the influence. Once again, the action in this episode is top-notch. He's going to... Oh, he thinks oh, that that would mess me up. It snakes. Why that, it that's exactly what I would do. Why's it got to be snakes? But why is he going after the snake? Just pull the lever down. Punch the snake. You're Batman. He choked the snake. Yeah. Pump station. In the pump station. Yeah. And he had he really wanted to wait till the one second. Didn't and he? with one second left, Batman scores. All of a sudden, he's not hallucinating too. Yeah, everybody might want to get out there because Batman might have just killed everybody, including who knows what's going to happen to Arkham, which is above. Yeah, it could destroy the supports and the whole thing caves in and yeah. Yeah, Batman could have just turned off the off the bomb, right? And now Scarecrow got hit by the toxin, but which, by the way, in, in the comics, Scarecrow is like immune to all the toxin, so I don't know why they have him kind of freak out here. I wish there was more of a freak out in between this and that. I wish we saw more of like uh, Scarecrow seeing Batman and being freaked out, and there's more stuff like that. Also, why does Jonathan Crane have straw in his uh, straitjacket? <laughs> I think it's. I think I point this out later. I don't know why they left his costume in there. Like his costume is just sitting in the cell with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Why would they do that? 
Do they think I'm dumb and I don't know that that guy is because he doesn't he's not wearing his mask that he's not Scarecrow? I know he's Scarecrow. I think my mother would have known watching yeah. this with me. <laughs> she would have known. And now Bruce uh, Alfred is letting Bruce sleep for two days. Good night, sir. And Bruce to tells him, "Thank you, Alfred. I'm glad that to know that I'm safe here." You're not safe with me. <laughs> not while you're asleep. I oh, love no. I love the bat. I love that love the bat. The yeah. bat going to sleep there. I, yeah. I, I mentioned that later. Mm -hmm. Absolutely love that ending. And that is uh, Dreams in Darkness, Jimmy. That was a very, very powerful ending. But tell me, Jimmy, how Batman begins. Jimmy, how does Batman begin? At the beginning of every episode of... Batman the Animated Series, there is a title card where we see the title of the episode and then a drawing kind of representing the episode that we're about to see. Think of it like a cover to a comic book or a novella. Jimmy, what did you think of the title card of Dreams in Darkness? It is a very Sin City-esque Batman with light coming through the bars. Very simple, very little detail. And Batman's head's like hung down. And like I, yes, and I liked it quite a bit. I loved it. Again, uh, they use the Mistral font, which reminds me of my public access days. Maybe that's why I use that font, because I was, I was like, that's the stuff they use for Batman mm -hmm. the Animated Series. Yeah, it so might have like, subconsciously it. influenced you. you I know? think it may have been. Really I think it may have been, but it takes me back to that. But it's a great image. Uh, love it. Holy speech bubble, Batman. What were your favorite quotes, quote or quotes, from Dreams in Darkness? Uh, there's, uh, when Batman is sneaking, Batman's at the pump station and he sneaks up on one of the goons pumping, <laughs> uh, he, when the goon says, he hears a clink and he goes, huh? Turns around and sees Batman and he says, bummer. I don't know. I just thought, oh, that's a good one. I just thought it was funny and it just, I, I actually had a hard time finding quotes in this one. Like, it's a great episode, but it's not a very quotable episode. It's true because it's very serious and there's yeah. no, like, one-liners or anything. Uh, Hallucination Robin says to Batman, it's too late for that, Bruce. You've lived in darkness too long. I just, I like <laughs> that. I love too. the dramatic thing of that. It was cool. The one I put was from Dr. Bart himself. He's, Dr. Bart? <laughs> I'm going to call him Dr. I hate Sam Bartholomew Don't so have a much. Cow, man. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we mentioned it earlier talking about it, the whole, the whole thing with his, uh, with Batman's mask. Mm -hmm. And my quote is, his mask is at the root of his delusional fixation to take it off might plunge him into a catatonic state. It's just so dumb and ridiculous that I actually really love it. What I think what that is that they were like, the writers were like, well, wait a minute. Why don't they take his mask off? And they're like, uh, Dick, hey, Dick Sebast, okay, put, <laughs> we need a line. We need something here. And they just like, here's some nonsense. And like, whatever works... So you can go, okay, well, that's okay. Why, that's obviously why they didn't yeah, take the mask off. It's weird science. It's, it's, it's yeah, they just made up some weird mumbo jumbo. Yeah, it worked. But sometimes that's all you need. You just yeah. need mumbo jumbo, and the audience will go, okay. Okay, we'll go we'll with that. This um, is well done. I'm, I'll, I'll go along with and, it. And personally, I like I, I like him in the, in the, his bat suit in the uh, straight jacket. It's, it's such a cool look. That's awesome. But Jimmy, wait till they get a load of me. Wing freak terrorizes. Wait till they get a load of me. <laughs> Wait till they get a load of me, Jimmy. Who is your favorite character in Dreams and Darkness? I have a feeling we picked the same person. Well, I mean, I guess it's going to be it Batman. Batman is like stellar performance in this one by Kevin Conroy. Getting sh done even while wearing a straitjacket. It is such a great character episode for him. He is the star of this one. Hook, line, and sinker, easily. Jimmy, who wins your Condiment King Award? 
Tournament King Award, who was your least favorite character in Dreams in Darkness? I mean, I it's I know Dr. Bartholomew is just doing his job. Yeah, I, p- I picked, I picked um, Dr. Bart. I, I like that he was like, don't take his mask off. We talked about that. And I was like, yeah, that's a good thing to do. Uh, but letting the Scarecrow out and about and just being like, sure, he's locked up. Like, yeah, I, I got to go with I got to go with the, with, the, with the doctor. Yeah, I'm yeah. going with the good doctor as well. But Jimmy, let's get nuts. Now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Let's get nuts, Jimmy. What were your favorite moments from Dreams in Darkness? Uh, just starting off point blank, Batman in a straitjacket. How did he get here? I don't know. Let's explain it. I put that great reveal of Batman in prison at the episode start. I love that. Uh, thugs and tech suits and drill hands. It's yeah, all fun. pretty cool. Very fun. Uh, the first Joker cameo at the beginning doesn't even, he doesn't even get a close-up. It's just real subtle, and the, they turn around yeah, and he's, he's Alfred. It's real cool. Uh, we mentioned a lot of the skidding shots of uh, the Batmobile. Uh, the shot below of the medical bag is Batman's being wheeled down the hallways of Arkham. I think Great that shot. stuff's really cool. Uh, the whole thing with the giant gun and the, uh, and the pavement uh, is just really awesome. And yeah, getting the 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 blood or however they wrote, however Lava. they however they got past <laughs> it, uh, getting that on television five was a real cool thing. Uh, all the hallucination stuff with the villains. All the hallucinations were fantastic. Endlessly inventive. The ending with the bat is really nice. Like when it opens the wings and you can see through them. Yeah. Bravado animation. Yeah. Yeah. I put pretty much all that also, but the Conroy narration, I, I loved Batman's yeah. narration for the first half of the episode. Great use of the fear toxins. All the hallucinations were top notch. This is how you do a Scarecrow episode. Totally. It's, uh, I think the one we did, uh, the, some of his other ones just have not been strong at all. And this is like, this is, it's probably going to end up being my favorite Starcrow episode. Uh, yeah, the all the Batman tested trips are great. The giant gun with the blood on a kid's show, it's just, it blows my mind. Uh, Batman seeing all of his villains, all the like the little cameos, even Robin cameos. I would. I wish they would have gotten Mark Hamill for it, but I mean, mm-hmm. you see, we still got the Joker yeah. in a way. Um, and yeah, the Bat going to sleep at the end—it's kind of the perfect way to kind of symbolize Batman as he t- takes a two-day two nap, which Batman doesn't get a lot of sleep. So I think he's actually going to really appreciate those two days of seas. Very well deserved. Very well deserved. But what's not deserved are Martha moments, Jimmy. What were your Martha moments for Dreams in Darkness? Your least favorite. Parts of the episode. Martha, why did you say that name? Oh, stop! Please, stop! Why did you say that name? It's his mother's name. Uh, Doctor Wu's glasses are just lenses. Okay. And it's freaking me out. <laughs> uh, just two circles. Kind of weird. Uh, I can honestly do without the Jack Napier name drop. Uh, it just ticks me out of it. It makes me think of Nicholson. And like I said, I think that's the only... Uh, I, I looked... Uh, looked up and it it said that that was the only time we ever hear Jack Napier's name on the animated series. We'll we'll look that up and if it's not true, we'll cut to it. Mm-hmm. And if not, it was. <laughs> hey, it's Jimmy again. Just popping in real quick. Uh, I did look this up and uh, this is the only time the, the name Jack Napier is said out loud as far as a pseudonym for the Joker in the animated series, but there is a reference in the Joker's Wild episode, which is the, the casino episode. Uh, where it does ha- show a Joker in the paper and it says alias Jack Napier or something like that. Um, but uh, that's the only time it's uh, this is the only time it's ever said out loud. Uh, and later it was kind of retconned that that was just an alias. It wasn't actually 
uh, his actual name. Uh, so just hopped in to let you all know that. And uh, so let's continue on with the podcast. Uh, so Batman's voiceover indicates the bad guys are messing around with drinking water. And then we cut to the bad guys messing around with drinking water. And above them, there's a sign that says drinking water. That's just too many hats on hats right there. Okay. Episode. Yeah, I can hear uh, that. I can hear that. And it was just kind of weird. Uh, and again, uh, Scarecrow's costume in his cell. Like, I, I, yeah, it, it was weird. Yeah. You, know what, you know what I hate about Batman and Robin is they just throw, I mean, the, the movie, they just throw Mr. Freeze in jail with, with poison ivy in his suit. <laughs> like he's in his suit. And he, he threw a woman in there with him too, which is yeah. Just what? How is that so wrong? Uh, no, no movie. I just can't th- take their stuff away. But it, sometimes the show, it's sometimes even the show, like Joker's just in jail and like he has this, he just looks like Joker, or like Pamela. Sometimes Pam, like Pamela Isley, just is dressed down. But sometimes yeah, she's yeah. wearing her costume. I just I like seeing them in in yeah, in yeah, Arkham in, in Arkham. Yeah. Like I don't know, it's a nitpick, but it's something that bothers me. Yeah, I didn't have too many Martha moments myself. Uh, no sassy Alfred again. I missed sassy Alfred. Ah, two Alfred. for two. And no Commissioner Gordon. No, two episodes. Man, we haven't been able to talk about a cat. I'm talking about my friend's cat. <laughs> uh, it's, I've mentioned it earlier. It's weird not having Mark Hamill do the Joker's laugh. It just seems like sacrilege. Mm-hmm. But not a big nitpick, but it is just weird. And the uh, the part where Batman does the whistle into the microphone, I thought that mm-hmm. was silly. Yeah. But that's... Uh, other than that, that's my only Martha moment. So I thought it was a very, very good episode. But Jimmy, what grade do you give Dreams in Darkness? And also explain your grading criteria for the listeners out there. Well, some people use stars. Some people do whatever other ways they do. Uh, I just watched the episode and come up with uh, one out of five, five out of five. Uh, things that are specific to the episode uh, to replace the stars. And this one we are going with. Seconds left on Scarecrow's macabre pocket watch. I just like that I got to use the word macabre. Jimmy, how many out of five seconds left on Scarecrow's macabre pocket watch did you give Dreams in Darkness? Um, okay, this is a really good episode, and I, I, I wasn't in the mood to watch a good episode. I wanted to watch something schlocky. Yeah, I watched this um, immediately after Tiger Tiger. Yeah. I'm like, this is a bit of a shift. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is a... This is a good one. <laughs> That's actually how I felt. I'm going to grade it more what I think it deserves than what I personally feel. Because I think it deserves more than what I'm going to give it. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it four and a half seconds left on Scarecrow's Macabre Pocket Watch. Ooh, nice. I feel like I would say four if I, I were me. I put four. Actually. You said four? I, put, I overed you? I put four out of five seconds left on Scarecrow's Macabre Pocket Watch. The only reason I didn't give it like 4.5 or a 5 is the fact that I could not remember this episode from the get-go. And I've yeah. watched the series plenty of times, including I've watched it on HBO Max uh, mm-hmm. before we did start the podcast, and I still didn't really remember it. So it, I think it's one of those like hidden gems of an episode. I like, can see that. It's great. It's really awesome. But compared to like perchance the dream, compared to Heart of Glass, Heart of Ice. If that makes sense, I so just that's like, why I gave it a four out of five. I just like that when you mess it up now, I'm always going to put the Blondie song in. So <laughs> I feel good about that. I, I I keep screwing that up, but yeah, I give it four out of five seconds left on Scarecrow's macabre pocket watch. And you gave it 4.5. It's very deserving, uh, I think, of either grade, in my opinion. It's a really, really good episode. Could not recommend it more. But Jimmy, where does he get all these wonderful toys? Where does he get those wonderful toys? 
Is there a part that you say after that? Are you? Oh, do, I say. Or do oh, you just Jimmy. throw it? Or do you just throw it to me? I don't know how we do. We, I, have, I, well, you, we you, don't do you, this you, segment you, that often. So. Well, you you explain the segment after I, I say that. Oh, I see. Brandon teed it up. So this is where I'm going to talk about toys because I like toys. I know a few things about toys, and uh, I've got some to talk about this time. So we're going to talk a little bit about a little company called Ertl. What is that company called? Ertl. Ertl. Okay, I haven't heard of that. Ertl is best known for doing die-cast metal alloy collectible replicas, model kits, weird out-of-left-field things like the Coochie Coo Baby. <laughs> that is weird. And the, the Jibba Jabber. If you saw it, Jibba. Jibba Jabba. If you saw it, you go, that thing? Like, you know, that you shook them up and they did a thing. People want to buy this. <laughs> yes. Also, they did, uh, this is me always bringing it back to something like this. They also did the full line of Mario Brothers figures from the 90s movie. Oh, that's fun. Uh, but they did dip their toe into the Batman films, including figures from both Burton movies, as well as a line from the animated series. Oh, okay. And I have here... He is going to the closet for the grand unveiling. Oh, God. Oh, I think he's about to fall. I have a Catwoman. Oh, that's nice. Now, um... Very, uh, it's very, uh, miniature, too. So this is interesting to me, because, um... I actually had this. Uh, I bought this, not this one. I got this on eBay because I bought other Catwoman stuff and this was included in it. Yeah. Uh, but I had this when it came out. And oh, this is the one that I had. He has shown me his original one and the one in the package. This right is now. the original uh, one that I had whenever this came out, I guess in the 90s. Ooh, let's see what's on the back. That I did open. Uh, they each came with a collectible sticker I there, like which the is stickers. actually my hologrammy. favorite part of it is that little sticker. And they did do other ones, as you see. on the, Who's on the back there? Uh, there are two different Batman, Batman. There's one that's standing straight up and one kind of crouching, looking like he's about to fight. That's a weird I thing. I feel like that's weird. They could have gone with like another, just one Batman and yes. an extra figure. Mm -hmm. They go with the Joker, who looks a little off to me. Mm -hmm. uh, has is he the, pointing? I like he's pointing. I like the point. Uh, Penguin, who looks a little bit heavier than usual. Catwoman, who looks fantastic. And Robin looks pretty good, too. Nothing dynamic about that penguin at all. Couldn't he be holding his umbrella like he, he's fighting? He looks like an egg or something. I'm surprised there's not a Two-Face in there or, or, a, or a Pamela Isley. Um, they may have expanded and done more. Uh, yeah. They also did vehicles. They did uh, the Batmobile, Batboat, Robins thing as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's Ertl, just like the real thing, only smaller. That was the, that was the thing <laughs> that in all their thing? commercials. Yeah. I like it. I like it. It's really cool. Um, now, also, I wanted to mention a few other things. So, um, Mondo, and I sent this to you. I was going to see if you were going to talk about this. Mondo just unveiled their 1-6 scale Harley Quinn from the animated series. It looks amazing. I think I posted a, uh, some pictures of it on uh, the Facebook, actually. Yes. Uh, I don't, they've previously done Batman, Joker, and Mr. Freeze. Um, the timed edition is a little more expensive. I think it's like fifteen dollars more, but it comes with uh, both the, the hyenas, Bud and Lou. Oh, that's uh, worth comes it. Comes with other heads. One of them being just a regular Harleen head. Oh, like is, like like unmasked. Yeah, and just stuff. an unmasked head. That, that's cool for like fifteen dollars more. Which uh, that, I mean, why would you not? Yeah, buy that yeah. I mean one? that that sounds like a steal to me. And I think that pre-order will probably be uh, over by the time you get this. Uh, but you'll hear this. But you'll still be able to get the normal one. Are you going to get uh, it? No. I just, Jimmy, it, you it, have to it get is, this. It is $200. Oh, okay. Um, but okay. it is, uh, as you see over here, I have the McFarlane 
uh, Harley that she's right there in the, I see her, the, yeah. with the suit. The birds of prey. Yeah, but I also have the other Harley. There's, if you look oh, beyond, oh, that, I see, I see beyond it. there, there's McFarlane's Harley, which I think is a pretty good seven inch Harley. This one, the Mondo one, is double that size. It's like a twelve inch. Yeah. Um, my only complaint is that it doesn't. She doesn't come with a stand, but the other, the Batman and the Joker and the. Uh, uh, Mr. Freeze do. Oh, there's a Mr. Freeze. There's Mr. Freeze too, which is one of the, he has like the the gun and like he comes with a swirling like freeze effect. Mm-hmm. It's really awesome. Probably the best of, of any of those. Yeah, but I said that one, I would be very interested in it as well. So I'm going to hold off on getting her, but I think it's a really great uh, piece. And I, if you if you ever wanted a, an animated Harley representation, it might be the be- your best chance to get one. I think you should get one and just claim it on your taxes as like a business expense. Maybe? Oh, because I bought it for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also. I don't think we've talked about Batman 66 at all this episode, so I'm going to have to say should, something. Uh, so uh, McFarlane has done, finally, and I so far it's a foreign release, They have fi- he's finally done a Batgirl. Yes. Um, now, the likeness is not there. That's how they've gotten around it. The last one that they Mattel, Mattel did took a while to come out, and I think they did get likeness for that. Don't you have that one? I don't have that, actually. Uh, because it that came in a three pack with Batman and Robin, and the loose one was a con exclusive. So I don't have I don't have Batgirl in any of any sort of thing. I have a like I thought a, you had like a surfer. I have the retro. No, I don't have that. I wish I had that. Um, but and so far this is just a foreign release. Um, and there we are in the package. Uh, oh, but yeah, the package is great. Yeah. Um, I, I guess they're going to come out here too. Um, normally these are exclusive to Target, the McFarlane ones. So if this does come out, I will get it because I do want some kind of a seven inch Batgirl. Uh, in my back cave, I don't know if anyone's buying these McFarlane '66 <laughs> figures anymore. We're well, I'm kinda, sure they are. We're we're sort of got we're so oversaturated on '66, but like he's done the study, he's done the layer. Um, obviously, Todd McFarlane is a fan of '66. Oh, yeah. I, just, I appreciate how far he's went with this. And to me, the le- the thing that was lacking was Batgirl. So it's cool that I, I really would like a the Batgirl uh, cycle, and that would complete that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's Batman 66, so I had to bring it up. So. I, I, I think they look awesome. Yeah, we'll have to post some pictures of that on the Facebook, so make sure to send those to me when we, after we post the, this particular episode. Indeed. So speaking of, of, of our episodes, we are going to actually take a little break after this episode. Uh, we have some interesting things coming out. We are still going to be doing some podcasting, but we are going to actually be starting a limited series very soon. We don't have the title yet. Just for the summer. Yeah, it's just, it's just a summer thing. But uh, when we do come back, when we do come back for another episode of Almost Got Em, we have one of our favorite episodes ever. And we're going to try to get a guest for it. Um, but, uh, would you like to talk about that episode that we, that we'll be coming back with? Yes. Uh, and to branch from what we just said, talking about 66, uh, we'll, we will be doing the Adam West, uh, episode, uh, be, beware the gray ghost. Beware the gray ghost. I cannot wait. There's such a great story behind the episode too. Like the behind the scenes stuff with Adam West is just, it's inspiring. It's great. It's I'm, I'm really, really excited to talk about uh, that particular episode, and it's also just a really good episode too. Yes, even if even if Adam West was not voicing mm. the character, it's a really good episode. Has some meta qualities as far as that Bruce Wayne idolizes uh, the Gray Ghost, and 
being, of course, Batman. It's just, it's a really cool, it's just a cool episode. Yeah, and and you'll find it on pretty much everybody's top ten list yes. when it comes to Batman the Animated Series. So expect a pretty good grade for it. Uh, but yeah, uh, we will be back. Uh, we don't... We, we might come back during the summer. We might come back after the summer, but we're we will be doing another podcast, which we will be posting about on the, our social, uh, on our socials, on uh, the Facebook page and whatnot. Uh, you can probably guess of what we're doing the that other podcast on because we've talked about a certain franchise a lot lately, which well, we haven't talked about it at all on this one. Well, maybe we won't tip it completely, but let me just say this: it'll be a shell of a good time. Cowabunga, dude. Oh, you tipped it. You tipped <laughs> yep, it too yep, far. Yep, yep. So that'll be a thing. Yeah, yeah. And it'll be fun. We're, we're actually going to have a possible other co-host or two for that one as well. Yes, like, so we'll it'll have be, some friends. It'll be like a six-part thing, but uh, we, got some, we got some good ideas. We're still kind of figuring some things out with it, but we'll let you know. But until we come back, you go into that dark night. We'll be back here next time for Beware the Grey Ghost. Are we just going to end it right there with that? Okay, let's do that. Thank you for listening to Almost Got Him, a Batman the Animated Series podcast.